The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Tonight, another Australian collapse, this time at the hands of the South Africans. We'll go through what's been a disastrous morning. Stuart Clark is here as the Philip Hughes inquiry findings are announced and the strong statement from the Andrew Fafita camp. Welcome to the Rush Welcome Hour. Friday at last. Hello to you. Hello. Now... It's a big hello. I think it's the first time this season we've had you on, Stuart Clark. Good afternoon, Dan. Good afternoon, everybody. Yes, I look, you've, I've been in hibernation. I don't come out in the winter. It's cold. But now that summer's here... We uh, only hear from you when uh, we've said something incorrect ridiculous. about the New South Wales no. Rugby League and, and you wrong. fire back. Incorrect's wrong. Ridiculous <laughs> is a better answer to that. So, nah, it's all good. Cricket season's upon us. The Australians, uh, as you alluded to in the opener there, Dan, are uh, down the toilet. Their, cre- their batting is creme brulee. <laughs> Once you crack through that tough... Surface, it's custard. Maybe Dale Stain got it right. Chop the head off, which is David Warner, not Steve Smith, by the way. But chop the head off. After that, they're gone. Well, he but is right, isn't did, he? I mean, ask you. Yeah. Yesterday, when you were watching David Warner bat last night, about eight thirty, you know, just before you went to bed, <laughs> um, and he was smashing. They were going to get a billion. Yeah. I can't believe they got bowled out. What happened? Well, I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm speechless. Some of the shots. We will wow. go through. Yeah, we'll go through bit by bit a bit of a uh, summary mm. of what happened. But yes, Australia bowled out with a lead of two after starting <laughs> the day. What none for one hundred and five? I was thinking more seven hundred. We'll declare four for seven hundred or something like that. By the way, you know it's summer when uh, television newsreaders are <laughs> frothing at the mouth to tell you uh, that it's bushfire season and there's bushfires. They must get so excited in newsrooms that just the energy that they speak. It's bushfire season. <laughs> they must get so excited. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments, and expert. Tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. Tomorrow on Dead Set Legends, DK Lilly is going to join us. The great man, yes. I think after 11 he'll be on for a couple of segments. Is he, is he in the studio? Yes, he is. Oh, get him to, just, just get him to wipe the sweat off his brow and just get one of those. And then just point yeah, at that's, the... That's, the D, that's what we love. That, that is DK. Um, so that's uh, coming up tomorrow. Should we go through what happened today Let's at the Wacker, right? Australia started the day none for 105. Marsh and Warner made it through the first hour despite some much better bowling, consistent and challenging bowling from the South African quicks. Uh, Warner never out in the 90s until today. <laughs> he tried to push it a whitey stain delivery, edge to Aimlar, out for 97. Australia one for 158. He was thinking about getting 100. They pushed the point back. He went to try and just nudge it in the gap, get down the other end and just nicked it. Stain bowled pretty well this morning. Well, shortly after that wicket, he pulled up with a bad shoulder and went straight off. Mark Nicholas reporting that Stain had a quarter zone before the match and he went to hospital. So it looks like he's gone. I'm going to make a statement. Retirement. There you go. That's it. That's it. I think, unfortunately for Dale, he's had a shoulder injury for a little while and it's just not getting any better. Retirement. Okay. I'm calling it now. So th- this may be the last time we ever see him. Anyone sees him. He's getting to that age. Uh, Usman Kawaja bowled for four. And then Stephen Smith controversially given out LBW uh, for a duck when he was down the track to spinner Maharaj. The review, and he was well down the track, the review showed it was brushing the very edge of the leg stump. Yeah, ridiculous. Alim Dar got it horribly wrong. You can't just give him out when they run down the wicket and pat it away. I know it looked bad, but he was miles down the wicket. Can't give that out. I don't know. The, I, I know what the DRS says. I know the rule, but 
you know, that, that was ridiculous. Uh, and then Sean Marsh, LBW, for Lander for 63. Lunch, Australia, okay, four for 181. Then Mitchell Marsh, like his brother, done in by Philander, LBW for a duck. Mitchell's test average now 24. The last of the recognised batsmen, Adam Voges, got a start. Then he was caught and bowled for 27. Six for 202. Mitchell Starr caught off the spinner for a duck. Seven for 203. And the tail hung around. Peter Neville made 23. Josh Hazelwood, four. Nathan Lyon, a duck. Australia, remarkably, all out 244, a lead of just two. How many times in the last few years have they just fallen in a heap? This is concerning for the Australian cricket. It happened in Sri Lanka. Remember they bowled out Sri Lanka over there cheaply, went into bat. We thought flat wicket. They'll get a lot. Bowled out again. They keep putting the pressure in. And what's happening is Mitchell Stark's delivering. He's getting guys out. Josh Hazelwood's bowling well. But eventually that's not going to happen. And they're going to be so... They're going to be behind the game here. You'd think South Korea batting badly will get at least a couple of hundred. And all of a sudden, they've got to chase 200 on a wicket that appears to be wearing. And South Africa have just started, by the way, none for none. So they've, they've seen off uh, one over. And it, it does, the pitch, appear to be wearing. So it's not the sort of pitch you want to be chasing too many on batting fourth. Well, there's a great big crack that appears to be forming right down the middle, sort of around about middle and off stump, which is just going to play with batsmen's minds. So I think, you know, when you go out to bat and you look at the wicket and it looks flat, happy days, but one's only got to hit that crack go sideways or do something, bounce a little bit, roll along the ground, it stays with you. It doesn't go anywhere. It looks like it's getting worse, just looking at what I'm seeing on TV. Okay, and we're only midway through day two. Absolutely. You know, Dale Stane was right. You cut the head off the snake and they all fell apart. Well, that's what happened, except Steve Smith's the head. <laughs> Dave Warner appears to be the head at the moment. So, geez, he batted well. Just, you know, out of all of that, the positive out, David Warner yeah. last night, wow, we... He just looked like he was playing a whole different game. The way he hit the ball, they couldn't bowl to him. They tried around the wicket. They tried over the wicket. They tried full. They tried short. He's playing. He's in a different world at the moment, David Warner. All right. Now, uh, they will not go off for tea, I gather. I gather they've had tea. So, yes. Uh, because this is when they would be in the sheds for tea. So, um, none for none, the South Africans. Uh, so, who wins from here? When you're so far behind in the game, which they, you appear that's going to happen, they're, they're two, they trail by two, the Australians. You'd imagine, as I said, they're going to get a couple of hundred at least, uh, unless we bowl really, really well, unless Mitchell Stark bowls really, really well. It's a big ask. It's Don't a, forget they only have three bowlers now. Yeah, they only have three bowlers, but the spinner looks like, actually, in fairness, their left-arm orthodox spinner, Maharaj, I think is his name, he bowls. Um, he bowls as well as I've seen a South African spinner bowl for a period of time. He <laughs> gets the ball to drift, he gets it to spin a bit, and the Australians... Yeah, they've got some. They've got some work to do. They really do. All right, we'll keep you updated right through the show. It is the Rush Hour, one hundred four point nine Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments, and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. South Africa, none for two. Stephen Cook looking very, very nervous. Oh, goodness gracious, he's got the Watusi going on with the feet. <laughs> he's back. He's forward. He's across. Uh, yes, indeed. So <laughs> scores are level. This is the rush hour here on Triple M. What have you made of uh, Ola, Ola, uh, Kevin Peterson's commentary? He, he has almost taken the Tony Gregg position of cheering the opposition. Well, he's very similar. He's South African, played for England, uh, captain England. So he's got a lot of the Tony Gregg hallmarks. But I, I've liked it. I think it's good. It's a different voice. I like it. It's... Uh, well, when you when you listen to the English cricket, I don't know if you watch the, the test matches from mm. over there and you hear David Lloyd, you hear Michael Holding, they're all got, you know, because the different uh, sort of accents in England... 
it's a bit interesting. Like, there's nothing worse than just a cheer squad. And that's what we've had. Yeah. So I like that Kevin Peterson comes in. He, he was over the top. I think he sent Usman. Usman Khawaja gets bowled. Yeah. Off you go, Uzi. <laughs> he essentially <laughs> said he, that. He gave him a send-off. <laughs> he gave him a send-off. Yeah. And you know what? We miss Tony Gregg for that sort of Mate, stuff. Greg, now, he, Kevin Peterson's no Tony Gregg yet, but... Uh, I think it's refreshing. Mate, Greggy was in there to mix it up. Kevin Peterson's in there to mix it up. You know, as you want it to be interesting. You want your commentary. You want to understand the game. It was interesting reading Mark Nicholas's comment, uh, commentary or his comments about Kerry Packer. Yeah. Listen, son, that type of stuff. But you want it to be a bit fun. Explain the game. The game's never dead. Let's enjoy it. And, and he's doing it. I, I, got, I got no problem with Kevin Peterson. I, you know, I don't want it to be a cheer squad. Let's do this. Now on the rush hour. You can say whatever you want. Skip can say whatever he wants, but Skip, whenever you refer to me, whenever you speak to me, whenever you address me, address address me as all pro Stanford graduate, because those are some accomplishments you'll never, you can aspire to, you will never accomplish. You have never accomplished anything. I I think I've accomplished more in my field than you have in yours, though you're just getting started. So, so I'm I'm the top of my field. So I'm all pro. I'm the best, one of the best 22 players in the NFL. You're going to brush it off, but... I don't think you're the best 22 anything in sports and in, in media and well, anything. I, now? In my in my 24 years of life, I'm better at life than you. The Rush Hour. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. This is The Rush Hour here on Triple M. Dan Ganane joined by Stewie Clark on a Friday night. I hope this isn't the only time we've got you between now and the end of the season. Well, your people are talking to my people. <laughs> Is that how it works? They'll, they'll sort it out. <laughs> that means Tom's ringing you. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, let's do this. Right now. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live. Sports update. Andrew Fafita's management has put on the hard sell before the NRL hand down any punishment for Fafita's public support of a killer. The management claim Fafita has been thrown under a bus and suffered de- depression in the lead-up to the grand final. But then... Uh, they make it clear in this statement he has every intention of fulfilling his contract with the Sharks and not going to rugby, and he has no problem with missing out on the Clive Churchill medal. He did play well in the grand final, didn't he? He, he just had a barnstormer. I'm just wondering if Fafita had any scintilla of involvement in that statement. I'm suggesting <laughs> that he did not. <laughs> I, I don't know, but... I sort of understand where you're coming from. Yes. Uh, but anyway, we wait and see for this punishment. Meantime, interesting move by Mal Meninga. He's resting Cooper Cronk for Sunday morning's test against New Zealand. Michael Morgan will wear the six jersey for an all Cowboys halves combination. So he's gone with a. Yeah, Morgan's more a runny. He almost plays like a second fullback, doesn't he? Uh, Thurston sort of controls the show. Morgan plays like a. You know, if you think about how North Queensland play, Maloney's more your creative player. So. Mal mustn't think that's going to work, so he's not going to... You can have Jonathan Thurston playing on both sides of the field rather than Maloney on the left, Thurston on the right. I suppose he's worked out, Mal, that they can lose this, and as long as they beat England, they'll make the final. Now, that's not to say that he's not trying to win. Obviously, he is. But he can afford to take liberties uh, and and try something a little different. We do have some talent. Let's face it, we've got some players. (laughs) Like We're not talking about, geez, who should we pick? We're thinking, we're leaving Cooper Cronk out. Like, yeah. Well, I think Morgan and Thurston have proven in Absolutely. club level. They're, they're a fair combination. They're good players. Uh, that is Sunday morning, our time, that test match. The second-last V8 weekend is underway in Pukekohe, New Zealand. 
Now, the story, whatever happens, the story of the weekend will be series leader Shane, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, who can clinch the title mm. before it gets to the Sydney finale. And a great start for the Kiwi. He smashed the lap record in today's practice. Are you yeah. your V8s? Yeah, I like my V8s. I went, I went up to Bathurst this year for, yeah. for the practice day. Just they're loud. I didn't, I'd, I'd forgotten how <laughs> loud they were. Who would have thought racing cars <laughs> no, no, would be I'd loud? I'd forgotten how loud they were. And I don't think TV doesn't do it justice how quick they're actually going, especially when they come to the, that, those last corners around Mount Panorama there. They're, it's basically, you can hold, hear the whole car screeching to try and stop it. You'd be sick, I reckon. It'd be like going on a roller coaster. Did you get to do a lap, a hot lap? No, I didn't. But when they come out to Homebush, if any of the... Well, they're probably all in Fukukoi uh, as we speak. But if they want to take me in a hot lap, I'd love to go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to fit. That's a bit big. I love that you're using the rush here as a platform to get free stuff. You've, you've learned well. You've learned don't tell me you have I, I know you're a listener of this show, and you've, you've learned how it works. The Wallaby Spring Tour begins tomorrow night against Wales, or I should say very early Sunday morning. Uh, 1.30 Sydney, 12.30 Brisbane, not on free-to-wear. Mm, not on free-to-wear. Yeah. That's on pay TV. And tonight in the A-League, it's Brisbane Raw versus Cahill and Melbourne City at Suncorp. Interesting what sort of crowd they get there. Is he playing, Timmy? He's been out for a while. To worry that he didn't play a home game. Yeah. He's, he's 37. Like, he's not 25 anymore. No. So, and he's played a lot of football, a lot of years in a lot of different countries. Uh, I'm guessing if he's not playing, we won't hear until right on kickoff. <laughs> you want the well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be telling anyone either. I didn't tell anyone last week. <laughs> People turned up at Melbourne City. Oh, no Cahill. That is a sports update. We're going to get to the Philip Hughes findings. The inquest uh, concluded today. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. It is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, Motley Crew on a Friday night. South African number for 20. Well, don't laugh at me. Horns up. So it's radio. <laughs> horns up. I've got, my, you... I've got my horns up. Yeah, people, those those rock guys know what that means. South Africa number for 20. Cook on seven. Elgar uh, on eight. The lead is 18. Rush hour here on Triple M on a Friday night. Uh, the results are through on the Philip Hughes uh, coronial inquest. Let me read some of this, uh, Stu. New South Wales coroner Michael Barnes found that Hughes had been targeted by short-pitch bowling but found no suggestion that the ball was delivered with malicious intent and found bowler Sean Abbott was not to blame for the death. Of the 23 bouncers bowled that day, 20 were bowled to him, Hughes. However, in the view in view of the evidence of the other players, the presiding umpires, that Philip was, because of his very high level of skill and competence, comfortably dealing with the short pitch balls. I conclude, this is the justice, the coroner, I conclude no failure to enforce the laws of the game contributed to his death. Compliance with the rules makes the game safer, but it cannot make it risk-free. On sledging, Barnes said, hopefully the focus of this unsavoury aspect of the incident may cause those who claim to love the game to reflect upon whether the practice of sledging is worthy of its participants. An outsider is left to wonder why such a beautiful game would need such an ugly underside. And then it goes on. Of the, on the issue of the emergency response, Barnes found Hugh's life could not have been saved by a better response to his being injured. So as predicted, Stu, uh, a freak accident. And, that, and that's what this comes down yeah, absolutely. to. Absolutely. There's no great surprise in those findings. I think we were... We were all sort of suspecting this was going to be the answer. Um, of course, Philip Hughes was targeted by short pitch bowling because when you pitched it up, he kept hitting it for four. Uh, he bowled full outside off stump. He smashed it. So where else were you going to bowl? 
the umpires are there to manage the game, and if they think it's intimidatory, then they would have stopped it, which they didn't. They th- there was no drama. You got to remember, and I I can never understand. I never fathom what his parents are going through, and I never want to be put in that position. And I don't think anyone does. But Philip was trying to hit the ball. He missed it. He wasn't ducking for cover. He wasn't trying to get out of the way of it. He tried to hit it and missed it. It is a freak act. It is a horrible, tragic accident. What did you make? Because we haven't spoken to you um, in the in the couple of weeks since the inquest took place. What did you make of the seemingly the seeming target of the players, mm. particularly Brad Haddon, Doug Bollinger? Now, now those are I would argue that were for the inquest would say, well, you have to go through everything, mm. and sledging was part of it. But mm. it seemed as though they came off. Uh, I don't know if their reputations were tarnished, but they were certainly under the microscope for those couple of days. Well, there's a, there's a paragraph in here that uh, you know, that the justice uh, refers to, and he said he basically says that sledging is a part has been a part of every game, uh, other than this one apparently. Doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, look, sledging and, and people get what is sledging, and then it, what is what are you talking about? Is it just dumb abuse? Is it? It, it is trying to put the batsman off their game. It doesn't have to be a. It doesn't have to be abusive. You could be mentioning things like, oh, "Just don't move forward because you might get a short one, and you're not going to be able to hit it. Don't go too far back because you might get a full one and miss it." That's that is a form of sledging. Mm. The stupid stuff like I'm going to, you know, what's whether Doug said it or not, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. That's just dumb stuff. Like, does anyone? But it does get said. But but I'm sure. I'm look. I'm I'm sure I've said it, and I'm sure it's been said to me. And you know what? I probably didn't care. I didn't listen to it. I just laughed and thought, really? Uh, because no one ever thought it was real. No one ever thought someone was going to die on the cricket field. So I think the assertion from the uh, coroner was he thinks sledging took place. Everyone's denying it, but sledging took place. Yeah. But as he said in great detail, it had nothing to do with Absolutely. the incident that took Absolutely. place. Absolutely. And, and look, it's good that he's mentioned Sean Abbott there because he was just competing in a game and you know he should. he's no fault of his. He, he bowled the ball, yes, but... There was no intent to try and hurt uh, Philip Hughes to that extent. He wanted to get him out, make him go back to the dressing room so he didn't have to bowl anymore. Simple as that. So a pretty sad uh, chapter comes to a close, this coronial inquest. A lot of people under the microscope. A lot of people have gone through a lot of heartache, not not to mention most notably the Hughes family. Mm. They've, had to li- they've had to relive it. They had to watch it again. Can you imagine doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the players. They've had to go through it. They've had to have been called in. They've had to give evidence. Uh, all the statements that had to go on pre it, horrible stuff. Do you think people have been adversely affected, cricketers, I mean, uh, do you think they've been affected? I mean, uh, emotionally, of course, but I'm talking about their, do you think their cricket has been affected by what happened on that day? Uh, I think it affected some guys, yeah. Really. I think Michael Clark came out and said it that, you know, a lot's been said about his book and all that, but I think one thing that has come out that, you know, whether you like it or not, is it, it affected him. Because you've got to think, you played cricket every day. I played for 20 years. Mm. I never one day thought I'd go out and not come home that night. I, I, I accepted that there was a chance of getting hurt and you break a jaw, break a finger, break a hand, get hit, whatever. Did I ever think that I was not going to come home that night? Not for a minute. Not for a minute. And, and that's just, it, it's a horrible, freakish accident. I feel so sorry for his family. I feel so sorry for everyone that had to go through it. But it's done and dusted now. The game can improve from it, so be it. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Updating the cricket, South African none for 25, so that mm, breakthrough not coming, Stewie Clark. No, it doesn't. Mitchell Marsh is now on, so it's, uh, you know, we've got through the Stark Hazelwood burst. 
now we're looking you know, like the, you know not the second stringers but the not so quick bowlers. What do you make of Marsh as a bowler? He's look he's a, he's he's an adequate bowler at the moment. He picks up a wicket or two here. He's probably never going to tear the heart out of a batting order. He he's just not that sort of guy. He's an all-rounder, let's face it. But the problem is he's not getting any runs. So he's predominantly bowling now. Look, he, he's got some work to do. Rod Marsh has come out and put pressure on him. He's come out and responded with, well, I'm just, you know, if we can win and I can contribute, but, mate, contributes the word. How would you have dealt with um, a situation where Rod Marsh came out before the test? Let's say you are Jackson Bird, and Rod Marsh says, well, he probably didn't get in over Joe Many. Wouldn't have mattered. It would have been 12th man anyway because of batting. If I'm, if, if I'm Pat Howard, I'm ringing Rod and saying, mate, what are you talking about? Like, seriously, like, the, the reason they haven't picked Joe Manny, and, and I've got a bit of a theory behind this, is he got the most wickets in first-class cricket. They should have said, we picked him because he got the most wickets in first-class first cricket. Yeah, yeah. The problem with that is, the pre- previous three or four years is Doug Bollinger's got the most wickets in first-class cricket and they haven't picked him, and they're not going to pick him now because of his age. Yeah. So you come out, so if you pick Joe Manny, he gets injured, and you go, well, the reason I picked him is the most wickets in first-class cricket. Oh, who's second? Oh, it's Doug. Oh, you're not picking him. <laughs> Obviously, you, you've created a rod for your own back. Yeah, that's true. That, that's what they've done. But the, the batting, that was a ridiculous idea. Please. Mate. Oh, he didn't get enough runs. He's batting 11. Who gives one? Right now. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live sports update. Manchester United just cannot buy a win. They lost again in the Europa League. This time to Turkish club Fenerbahce 2-1. Do I pronounce that? Fenerbahce, the Turkish club, yes. And Brendan Avdala, the jockey who won the VRC Oaks on a 100-to-1 shot, has been fined a 1000 bucks because of his celebrations when he stood up in his irons and bowed to the crowd. <laughs> Come on, that's one of the great moments. Even he couldn't believe that he won on a 100-to-1 thing. He just got out in front, and they could run that whole day yesterday. Once you got out in front... Good night. No one could catch you. Can we make this uh, rush hour rule? Never back the favourite in the Oaks. Because you <laughs> don't know if the favourite's going to get the distance. It, it ran second last. But it, you don't it, know. It, it, you... Ran, it ran second last. Someone was... Uh, I know I've got a connection with Nina Peak that ran... Uh, that finished seventh or eighth. So right. That knows. And all that someone said was, oh, it'll run the distance. It ran the distance. It finished seventh or eighth. It was, it was 201 to 1 or something like that. But, yeah, same thing. It's, it's just have a crack. You may as well just, you know, I'll have seven... Have a crack at it, see what happens. Because you don't know which horse is going to... Absolutely. They're three-year-olds and they're not supposed to run that far. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, that's our horse racing segment <laughs> and our expertise done for the day. Joel Kane will join us next from Sportsbet and we'll wrap things up from the cricket. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour just about done for another week and we've gone the whole week. I have these notes about things from the weekend that I saw. We didn't even get to Tim Cahill's interview on Saturday at the Victoria Derby. Tim Cahill, let me tell you something, Stu. When Tim Cahill is has done his run in the A-League, he's going to be less popular than he is now. Mm. It was the most self-indulgent interview, and if he... If it's not about him, he's not interested. And I wish we had the interview here uh, so uh, I could play it. He didn't refer to himself in the third person. Yes. He did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tim Cahill doesn't do that sort of stuff. But the pot, while he's whatever he's kicking goals for Australia, it's okay. <laughs> but he's got to keep kicking goals for Australia. <laughs> that will stop. I'll get a tip. That will stop shortly. He gets 37. He can't play at least 50. Well, he's not going to kick any against Thailand. Uh, now, I don't know how we segue from Tim Cahill. Now, the, uh, 
it's just an opinion I've had for a while, and it's just other people are starting to cotton on. Now, that's no way, uh, no fair way to segue to this man, who's one of the loveliest people you can meet, Joel Kane. Hello to you. G'day, boys. I can tell you, Joel Kane looking very much forward to this <laughs> I see, I see Joel up at the school. He talks like that to all the parents as well. No, I've got a sheet here that says Victoria Derby preview, Melbourne Cup preview. Unless this is back to the future, that's last week. So let's talk about yeah, this that's week. Last pay. That's last week's um, Look, we're, we're, it still continues, though, Dan. It's a big, big day. It's Emirates Stakes Day, which is formerly the McKinnon. Uh, and there's been a truckload of money today. I checked an hour ago, and the United States was $4.20. Now $3.60, largely because Scottish is out of action. Now, the United States is this connection between McAvoy and Team Williams against they haven't they had some week. Absolutely. Bloody hell, they have. So this is the first time, isn't it, that the McKinnon, one of the real feature races of the carnival, is on the last day. Yes, that's right. So the, the, the Emirates Stakes used to be uh, a 1,600-metre race, and they've sort of switched things around to the 2,000-metre race, which means it's basically... I suppose a, a poor man's cox plate, if you like. There's a number of those not running, but uh, it's that second sort of 2,000-metre race. Okay, so that's coming up tomorrow. You've got live betting on this test match going on right now. What about the rugby league? We've got um, England-Scotland. We won't worry about that one. But Australia-New Zealand, Michael Morgan, Jonathan Thurston, the halves, uh, they've been pretty impressive so far, uh, the Kangaroos, with their two wins up to this point. Yeah, geez, a long season, Dan, isn't it, for these yeah. blokes? And uh, they keep on keeping on. Uh, Australia, rightly so, big favourites. $1.35 New Zealand, $3.30. Uh, in the other test match you mentioned, England versus Scotland. England, $1.01. And the start is 33 and a half. Wow. You know, Scotland, you know, they, they played right to the end last week against the Kangaroos. Totally outclassed. Absolutely. Mm. 33 and a half? Thirty-three mm. and a half. It's huge, isn't it? Mm. Large. That's that uh, might be worth a little nibble. Uh, you can get uh, all those uh, odds at uh, sportsbet.com.au. Anything else we want to touch on before we say farewell? Not real, Dan. Just keep an eye on the uh, the megabit uh, icon. There's always uh, offers there for the sportsbet punters. You got the A League uh, coming up tonight, Melbourne City and Brisbane Raw. So uh, plenty on, and um, most importantly, the punters out there gamble responsibly. How'd you do in the cup? I did okay, but it was indirectly that the punters club jagged uh, the winner, Dan. So, um, but that was no reason of my own. We had to have a voting system, and uh, I, I voted for Hartnell, uh, but it wasn't to be. Did I see you in the birdcage? Oh, you, look, Stu, I might have, <laughs> I might have poked me. Can I be honest with you, Stu? It's not my cup of tea up there. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. They all say you don't yeah. see a race. It's, you it's and all Jennifer the high Hawkins top. And... Oh, I don't Get want me to... out there with the, with the Joe Public any day of the week. I don't <laughs> want to be there, but I have to because work <laughs> makes me. Talk to you tomorrow. See you, man. Take Thank you. you very much. Uh, we are just about done, uh, Stewie. Uh, still, uh, no, no wickets down uh, for 29, the... South Africans, so they're looking okay. What's on for the weekend? Uh, oh, junior cricket, uh, Dan. You know I'm a big fan of watching the kids play cricket and uh, watching them block them for a lot of overs. <laughs> um, and and then and, and then and then watching all the parents try and coach their kids. Good hey, God, you good you've been one of those. We got to go. <laughs> Talk to you Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments, and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly.